0: And then to have the mindset of not only uh, wanting to work, work, uh, earn a salary, but also to start uh, businesses, that building, which is which is quite hard. It's you need a lot of courage because uh, sometimes you can't you have too many staff that you're going to have to pay. Uh, you need to have uh, 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 that passion and then continue to grow, continue to build.
1: Things off. I want to start off talking about your entrepreneurial journey starting up this business. So, for someone who didn't necessarily have a background in hospitality, could you take us through the journey of what it was like securing the site? Like, what did you face any challenges and how did you overcome those and securing the site in the first place?
0: Uh, there were challenges really, And, and I think for someone who you know, you know, who's now in a particular industry where you're trying to go into, particularly in this time, the the UK hospitality at a fine dining level. Um, Whilst I did all of the, uh, you know, the background work, I did quickly learn about it. You know, I was in IT and then moving entirely from IT into food. Uh, So I think it's always good to have a really good understanding of your concepts, you know, have faith in what you really want to do. You know, just that passion was, was important, but also the putting the works, such as I said to learn how to cook, I said to cook a lot better. I went to uh, a catering school to learn properly. I worked with chefs, you know, I would say, you know, looking backwards and I would say, you know, I should have, the only thing I didn't do, I should have perhaps gone to a restaurant to uh, to, to sort of uh, learn for a while, for a few years, to sort of learn the ropes, you know, you don't have to do years, uh, but for, you, know, you know, about one year or so just to really, understand what you're getting into um i think the vision then for me then was just to set up a night a west african restaurant in central london a fine dining so i thought that i would have a good knowledge of the concept i would hire chefs and then they'll create the recipes and they would have a beautiful space you know celebrating a uh, uh, west african cuisine uh west african culture and so uh so the uh you know, it was more about the passion and the knowledge and the idea around it that pushed me to, you know, the beginning uh, to the end, and also what's the the in between was that I thought because uh, I got to speak to one of the uh, big founders of a of a of a uh, Indian you know restaurant, very known name, and you know advised me you know, about how he he wasn't a chef, he was just an entrepreneur, and then you know established two amazing, you know, uh, Indian successful restaurants really, and really did you know, did advise me. So I thought, okay, yeah, well, you know, pretty much I spoke to people as well, and that he actually got funding very quickly, uh, and and that point was about five years ago where you'd have a good idea if you could pitch it, you know, you'd get funding, uh, you know, restaurant, you know, uh, investors, but on my own case, they hadn't heard about. African fine dining in central London, uh, where they thought it was a big risk. Uh, so I didn't find funding at all, went to the banks, didn't get it. But again, still that passion, you know, found the funding myself. And I thought, okay, you got the money now, then you can start it. So it was just pretty much at the beginning. No, you didn't have the landlord, hence, you had to do, you know, such as an invest, investor's pack, which is the financials, your concept, and all of that. And there is a the landlord. And then, you know, you, because you just don't want anywhere, you want somewhere, you know, uh, when you talk about, you know, hospitality, that key things people say, you know, the location matters, uh, the location, location, the concept matters and your PR, you know, the food and your service in that restaurant. And so it was pretty much the next kind of like, oh my, it was quite hard for me to get the beautiful, you know, uh, locations, a site that I really wanted it was really, really hard. And I think that was, that was near impossible actually. So that was this particular site uh, in central London, Burner Street, right in front of Sanderson Hotel that I really, really loved that site. I thought, you know, if I don't have this. I just, you mm-hmm. know, you know, it was, I just really wanted that site. And, you know, thankfully or luckily for me, uh, the restaurants there, you know, uh, who at that time had about 35 restaurants uh, wanted to retire and go back to Italy about, he had about 35 Italian restaurants and just wanted to shut a couple down and sell some, and was quite keen and actually said, you know, in order for the, uh, the, 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 landlord to agree to my concepts and not something quite risky, that it would come onto my company and then be a director. And that's how we got, you know, where we are currently. And, you know, so that is just, and I think, you know, uh, now it should be a little bit easy uh, for, for people to to, to, to to want to open restaurants, basically you know, uh, African restaurants and all that, because it's uh, I think a couple of us have done it, done a good job in such that it's it's now a thing, whereas it wasn't a thing before. Right? No, you, you really know uh, what you're getting into, um, and, and you know, so that's how we got in there, and also you know, so it meant that we now got a good location, we have a good concept, we felt. That it would do well, and and that people, would, you know, looked at Londoners themselves, looked at London, and that the fact that, you know, it's a very very cosmopolitan city, and people like to to, to experience different cultures, experience different flavors, different food. So we felt it was, um, it would be successful, and so it was that that made us, you know, pretty much established, and then we we pretty much started, but then you know. Uh, I've sort of sort of summarised it up, but it was harder than that. That you know, that timeline of trying to find uh, a landlord, I would say yes, it was about two years. Yeah.
1: Wow, two years is a, <laughs> it's a long time uh, to, it's to a long be time. plugging away and trying to yes. do this. And yeah. what I'm hearing from that as well, from what you're saying, is. Uh, association was very important for you so you you spoke about how you spoke with the, the Indian the person that owned the Indian restaurant and he'd done it maybe five years before or whatnot and was able to pass on some advice to you that you could take away and use in your own business and then with the other owner who was vacating the premises and then came on as a director because of that association with that person as well that helped you to push and to get secure this site that you actually what well, ended up securing for for the restaurant in the first place, uh, how important has relationships been? Relationship building been in your entrepreneurial journey thus far?
0: You picked that really, you know, you you are a motivator, a uh, uh, motivational speaker, and a teacher, and uh, uh, you know, <laughs> a leader yourself. And I think, and I think, really, you picked that an amazing point, uh, and that point is important. Uh, you know, uh, really, you know, and again, in going into the industry. I also looked at, you know, brown and black people who were already doing, you know, great things in the space. And that's how I found, I've mentioned Igbo, uh, owner uh, of, of Cinnamon Club, is a beautiful, big, uh, successful restaurant still here now. Uh, and then I spoke to him, he was so, you know, he really did encourage me and then I spoke to Mike Reed, I'm sure I wouldn't mind, you know, uh, mentioning his name as, a, as, a, as an exceptional TV chef uh, from the Caribbean. He's really good, really nice. Uh, he's the uh, executive chef of all of the M restaurants. And I spoke to him at Lent. And I think in our know, session is important. You know, if you're going somewhere, find people, you need people that will help you there. Uh, don't waste the time, but you showed them that you're serious. Um, you know, uh, and then he really had a really good meeting with me. Int- pretty much introduced me to the contractor that built a cocoa, uh, uh, the interior decorator, and, you know, shared a couple of advice uh, with me. So that, that those two contacts were very important. And also, you know, most importantly, um, the restaurateur that was retiring and, you know, Italian, who didn't know me from anywhere, and really took that risk, and you know, and just felt, you know, I see you're very passionate, and I think you're gonna be a successful person. So as a result of that, you know, because I was, you know, adamant um, as to why I wouldn't get a space because you hadn't, you know, it wasn't a known brand, you thought it wouldn't do well, and said, don't worry, I'll back you, and then you know, we'll speak to the landlord together.
1: Yeah, I've got a couple of questions off the back of that now. So first of all, it took you two two years, I think two yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. When you talk about it now, it sounds- It you know... sounds, you
0: know, because actually, and I say, and I think it's so funny <laughs> because I've sort of forgotten that part. And I think that pushes me not to fail, but you got to keep doing well, because, you know, because I actually got to no. know, I got to no know for that particular site because I thought it was just really good. And if you know about premiums then, you know, restaurants, you know, you look at the site. And then they would say, okay, that's the rent. But before the rent, you'd pretty much pay premium, pretty much a, you're talking about half a million. You know, they're gonna take the space, you know, therefore the 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 you're gonna inherit the, the old kitchen, the chairs, the space and everything. Pretty most things you pay premium on, you're pretty much gonna get rid anyway, get rid of anyway. Um so with all of the high premiums in central London, so that was the only one that was quite decent, not too so much, you know, still prime area and you know we you know we really worked out and our agency then uh, did help us to try to get to get it but they said no but i just hoped and i just kept you know believing prayers prayed about it and then you know the other you know brand that they gave it to somehow something happened they came back to me and then we started we picked up from where <laughs> we started so you know I, honestly i've forgotten that part now yeah yeah so yeah so that's what happened so uh uh, the restaurant I was retiring there
1: really did help. Yeah, the, the two years plugging away at something is very difficult. I mean, I've been doing this podcast for one year, one year, so and it's, it can get tough, you know, and then especially when you have a vision, and I suppose obviously you've started your business because you've got a vision and you you you, you see it in your head, but maybe some other landlords are not seeing it the way you're seeing it, or they're not latching on, the, and then you're facing some no's and some setbacks. Over two years, I think, again, need to reiterate, that's a long time to face a setback and you're, work I'm I'm guessing you're probably still working your IT job at the same time. So it's like a lot of rejection. How do you stay upbeat in all of that when you're getting pushback for two years?
0: And I think that's really important because there were so many pushbacks for two years is a long time. And um, you know, thankfully I was still doing my IT job whilst trying and you know it's just pretty much me saying to myself that i wouldn't give up i have a I, I will do this because at some point you know i thought to myself that i wanted to start a business in the uk i knew at the time how you know just know that it's so hard to start a business in in the uk um like so it's really really difficult i felt but I'll do it. You know, somebody got to do something. Somebody got to start having own, own businesses. Because if you look at other cultures, you know, pretty much, uh, loads of Indian restaurants at all levels, and loads of uh, businesses, and uh, you know, that uh, just tend to. I just wanted to do something that you know that. So I, I was, you know, I convinced myself. I was adamant. I was passionate about it, and I was not going to give up. Um, if that had failed, I would have still continued, but thankfully I was doing a job that, you know, allowed me to, to see, and at the time for those, for the two years, I was still, my kitchen was still a development kitchen, learning the craft. you know, the designing, what the space will l- look like and hoping, and I think hope, um, is, is really important and, you know, it's just, you know, and I think. It's just now. It's just not allowing doubt, and I think it's just just that no, it's it's gonna happen because it's so funny, you know, that we also because I didn't want to leave any stone unturned, so we did hire a, a hospitality consultant who did feasibility study for us, and you know, to a lot of you know, uh, we paid a lot of money for that piece of work, who looked at you know how West African cuisine would look like in central London or in a prime location, that would be a a really good brand. And, you know, so they were also help us, were going to help us to, you know, uh, hire a project manager to to speak to landlords, to also get chefs that would be interested in in the concept. And, you know, whilst the reports that we paid for said, well, it it would be, you know, know, uh, Londoners really, uh, will be excited about accusing, but in terms of funding, uh, in terms of, you know, uh, speaking to landlords, actually in terms of getting staff to work for us that have good experience in all of the fine dining restaurants, they couldn't help. and it was really hard. And, you know, that was a time where going back and said, well, I don't think this can work. No, it can work. It's just a, it's just a beautiful dream. I don't know of you that will fade. And, you know. It was after hearing that, you know, no, and you know, and I think the no's people were like, I'm just gonna do this nose away too much. I'm just I'm just gonna hope that it happens. It's just a restaurant in central, so why should it be this difficult? Um, so it was just, you know, all the set, all the no's actually, you know, gave me uh, more courage. To, to be quite
1: honest <laughs> you know as you're talking I've, I've got so many questions are popping into my head that I've got so many and I've got before I go on to this other question I have in my head I want to take it back very slightly again to the relationship side of things again so and I find it very interesting that you spoke to some of these other restaurateurs in the same business as you and I feel like a lot of people that get into business you feel like you may not want to talk to the competition because you may you might feel that they're not going to be receptive. You're coming into their space. You might take business away from them. But you've spoken to people and they were very receptive and they were very helpful for you. You know, uh, how did you go about building these relationships? And also on top of that, what did they relationships look like? Did you just go to them ask for advice, or was it a different maybe like a you give them something and then they give you the advice? Or were they were they just happy that you wanted to start a business? They wanted to help you out. Like, what did it look like?
0: Uh, I think it's. An, uh, that's a good question. It's being smart about who you speak to. Uh, of course, you know, not all the, uh, other restaurants would want you to uh, 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 compete with them, you know, but uh, because it was West of in which didn't really exist at the time. Um, and I felt that I was speaking to people that were on top of the game that they just wouldn't, you know. In short, they looked at me as a small band and try to, okay, yeah, would try to help you make it, you know. So I think you just, you know, other than that, some people are still not nice, even if they're so big and successful at, you know, at, at their levels. But it's just choosing right and actually looking for some. Are so busy that you may not be able to. So there are a couple of people that, you know, things. Uh, uh invite me even after sending emails to them and all that just you know for instance you know uh my wife tells me you know where sometimes when we encourage junk people is just keep applying just keep up you know make sure you do if you're going to get a job do 100 applica- applications a day someone will speak to you just keep looking and in my own case for the starting a business really is actually speaking you know going to other restaurants uh uh uh, uh making friends uh, speaking to somebody who knows somebody, you know someone you would like to speak to, you know that they're really busy, they will maybe hard to get. Find somebody who knows them who could then do that introduction. So I found somebody who was in PR in, in, in restaurants and I said to them that, how could, you, how could you link me up with that person? And that helps as well. So if you find like, the direct route, you know, maybe a little bit tricky, they have their personal PR they have their you know um, they have management they have people around them that you could you know contact in order to reach them and so that was that you know I used that and that was really helpful you know so you meet the, the Indian uh, uh, restaurant tour he was through um, uh uh someone who was doing you know writing about restaurants and you know speaks to restaurants uh, speaks to chefs and all of that and then he, he did the introduction
1: that's great very very interesting uh very very good actually i've never i don't think i've been thought about it like that before so, so that's good yeah. thank you for that now the other question i had in my mind before i went on to this was when you're talking about starting a business in the first place so there's a report that came out. I don't even know, it's quite maybe a couple of years ago now, can't remember the exact dates, but it was about uh, business like Black Britons and business as a Black British person. And the two biggest hurdles that the that were holding back Black Britons for starting businesses was one, money, and two, marketing the business. I think, you know, the two biggest issues that businesses faced actually, they're in business, but then it's the biggest issue they face, money and marketing the business. Focusing on that first part, the money side of things, when you, and I bring that up as well, because you spoke about um, premiums and everything like that in Central and et cetera. Did you have to raise funding for that? Or was that something that you funded through your working in your IT job before starting this business? And if you did have to raise, what was that process like as well?
0: And, and I think that's why I, I wanted to do this because it felt as though it was And that's why you sort of don't have so many, you know, uh, uh, I think now, thankfully there are about three or four, um, you know, West African, you know, sort of fine dining or influence or, you know, whatever, you know, not, not so many. And I sort of, (laughs) after all this hurdles, sort of get why. And it's, 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 it's pretty much you mentioned money. And, and I say to people that it's just really difficult, uh, particularly from our society, because, for me, uh, for the rest of me, felt that you need it. You need lots of money. You're talking, if it's looking for a fine dining, um, it's, it's in its million pounds, at least you need uh, a good million pound. You know, it's money. Um, it's exceptional concept my idea. It's that skill to deliver beautiful food um which all that it's not what i've seen a lot of um in the community and also part of uh, part of researching for that restaurant i went to lots of them um i don't know about now then there were lots of you know west african nigerian ghanaian pop-ups you know uh uh, chefs on instagram uh, chefs you know doing bits of beautiful food plating you know in their homes and then you know uh posting pretty pictures you know spoke to those chefs as well and then some would get loads and loads of followers and then you know find a way to do pop-ups and um so i, I did see all of that as well and you know not a lot have then transitioned from just you know having that skill to, to cook to, to to translate where sabi you know your mom's um, food into fine dining, you know, where you could do it at home it uh, beautifully and then go on to then have a restaurant. That's another level whereby it's just, you. then what you then need is how do you sustain this um, um, talent? You know, it's then the business, it's then having, you know, which is, it little be scary. You need, you know, uh, at least about eight chefs. You need at least about 10 front of house. Uh, sommelier and you know, uh, general managers, you need people that you'll actually pay. You need to learn about, you know, uh, uh, more about your food. You need to learn about, uh, uh, GP pretty much how much you know, uh, and PR people need to know about your restaurant, come to eat your food because they're going to pay your staff at the end of the day. Um, you need to make sure you know the spending on food and then your. You're costing it adequately, and all of those kind of things. So it is. It is really hard, and I think it's, to come back to you, it's. It, I think that I found not quite a lot of in the in, in the um um in the community is that money. Do we do we have that money to start businesses, and then do we have that brilliant lot, lots of brilliant ideas, and and the passion, and the work ethic, and the willingness to keep going at it. Without getting tired, uh, which sometimes seems, mm, and I and I understand why it it is it is crazy. And I think, you know, speaking to uh, the, the Indian restaurant tour and a couple of that, you know, most people actually got funding. And I think, if I, if I, from what I know, the the two or three that I see as you know West African um, you know fine dining that are doing exceptionally well now in Central London. None of us got any funding from anywhere. And even look at, no, I would even say don't seek that. And I think and I also know somebody um, who's Sri Lankan, uh, there's a big Sri Lankan community that opened a beautiful restaurant in Seoul, doing wonderfully well now. So how did you get funding? Because he, he actually uh, contacted uh, uh, my peer, our peer at the time, to, to learn, to want to learn how we got to, you know, where we were. At the time we were one year, like you know, cocoa then, and then, you know, we're starting at the same time. And I was asking how did you get funding? I said, well, he didn't get funding too, but I said that there, there is a community where there's, it's just that community you can tap into, in a set of Sri Shilankan, Lankans, Sri um, uncles, friends, relatives, and then, you know, Tunde K there, 50K there. 500k the there, and then just get it to them fund. So, ooh, I don't think we have that in the black community here. Yeah. I don't think I have any uncle or anybody and I think I know a lot of people. No, I have, I, you know, I have, a, I have, a, I have an idea. I have a, you know, I'd like to, you know, I want to open a business, and they think, could you, you know, could you loan me 500k? <laughs> 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 I wish. I wish. <laughs> you know what I mean. So like, oh, really? And I think a lot of other Indian communities, all those beautiful communities out there, do come together to, to 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 start business, to help themselves, and you know, bring people from back home. Um, and I think you know, and I think it's really good, you know, being in business. And I hope we can continue to be in business. You know, there are lots of opportunities there. in, you know. Uh, know government helps businesses quite a lot um in ability to you know uh you know you know sponsor people from back home to learn to grow and, and and all of that i think it's really good once you can start it it's really good and then to have the mindset of not only um wanting to work work uh earn a salary but also to start uh businesses that building which is which is quite hard it's you need a lot of courage because uh, sometimes you look at it you, know, you have too many stuff that you're gonna have to pay uh you need to have uh, 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 that passion and then continue to grow continue to build pretty much yeah
1: there's there's so much that goes into it and then it's like because i think a lot of people would hear stuff like a million pounds being thrown around and just immediately yeah, before, like, you, yeah, yeah, before yeah before you start it's, it's, yeah. Like it's you know just what? a restaurant. Why do you need so much? Mm. But yeah. people hear that and think, yeah. All right? You know what? There's no point. I, I, am not. I'm not even gonna try to stop. I'm trying, I'm not gonna
0: go try not to go a correct, correct. Mm. You know. So when you hear that amount, you know, you find wonderful, like you find lots. You know. So I'm not doing something differently. You know. Uh, yeah, I have to be quite honest to myself. The that you know, hundreds of you know, talented chefs out there. Who, who, uh, you know, can, you know, then, you know, start a beautiful restaurant and all of that stuff and everything. Uh, but then, when you start hearing, well, to then transition to move from here to there to own your own restaurant, this the amount you're gonna need. Like, mm. I've not, I've not even seen hundred k before with this. So <laughs> now, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm not just gonna try. You know, so that's, you know, yeah that's the problem
1: yeah yeah and then like you speak about there's money side and money is one side of it anyway so you need like have an excellent we say concept behind your idea or your restaurant and then you need to have that unwavering belief on top of all of that and that in all of that that's i know it. the money is it sort of sounds like the, mindset, yeah. but the mindset if you ain't got that mindset because the you know to go outside for two years and then you i think um you know if you're you're working your full-time job in IT or anyone you're working a full-time job with something and it gets to us and if your heart is not in it and then to plug away at something for a couple of years when you really believe in something and then but just be getting rejection after rejection I think is extremely tough it is an extremely tough place to be in and with yourself you like I know you spoke a bit about the mindset already but would you attribute that to anything? Is it maybe something about your the support structure around you, maybe your upbringing, parents, friends, or just you as a person? Maybe your job. Like, what would you attribute that kind of an unwavering, that courage and unwavering belief, and you know that fight and doggedness to?
0: That's a beautiful question. I think it's my uh, uh, Nigerian upbringing, a born and bred in Nigeria, and you know what you know what that has blessed me with. Uh, you know, I'm super Nigerian, you know, can tell from my accent. You know, I came just about came to Duke just about 15 years ago, 15 years ago, you know, born and bred in Nigeria, you know, did my uh, uh you know secondary and university there before I came to st- study master's in business administration in the UK. Um and I think like something about Nigeria is just that, you know, optimism that, you know, everybody, you know, uh wants to be a millionaire you know no 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 matter what level it's just that and everybody is striving for some sort of excellence and you know i'm sort of lucky to have you know my you know my 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 parents are uh kind of well-to-do um you know um and again my you know from you know my, my 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 parents are very very rich in nigeria to be quite honest you know so uh yeah, I was always in chauffeur-driven cars and everything. So of course you'd want to be like your dad. And you know, I don't even think I'm as successful as my dad yet. So <laughs> when, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just that, and people around you and the hunger of everyone. Nigerians, you know, I'm not sure if you've met Nigerians, they're just always hungry every time to want the best, the best, the best, the best. So it's just that. And then coming to the UK, I remember, you know, looking for jobs, It like. I'm gonna work in an office. I'm like, oh no, people, no. I'm gonna work in an office. I'm educated. I'm no office. Right, series of through it's the best, best places. You know, pretty much. Even when I was, you know, working in IT, uh, within one year, I'd done all the courses required to take me to the highest level. I, I was just sometimes I will just, you know, spend my money thousands of pounds to do courses that were hard to do, uh, difficult to pass, and then. It's just that wanting to be better, wanting to be better, listening to motivational messages, and I think, oh my God, there's so many so many motivational speakers in Nigeria, and tools, she can run, you can fly, and all of that. And I think as a young chap, then you know, it was just okay. Yet yeah, now you're doing this career, so what's the next step? Can okay, do it? What course do you need to do? Uh, what you need? You need to do to get that, or what that? And I think it was just that jump, jump, just you know what. I don't want to. Work, I don't want to work in IT again. What business can I start? What what am I good in? What what can I? I like entertaining. I like cooking. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Ooh, my culture. What's different in you know? What's not there in London? Uh, no, you know, fine dining West Africa. I said okay. I think it's just that faith and belief and you know, dreaming even when your dream really scares you. Like you know, I'm going to have the best uh, uh, African restaurant in London. Even
1: though it's like, are you mad? But well, yeah, just have, just yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that faith and belief for yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's something I do admire about Nigerians. Actually, I feel oh, like
0: a lot yeah. of a Nigerians lot of Nigerians are advice. very,
1: are very entrepreneurial. Very, very yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's no, it's no, probably no coincidence that you got a, a load of very wealthy Nigerians. You got the richest man in Africa is Nigerian, and then on top of that. You, there's there's loads of very wealthy Nigerians and I I do see that actually especially yeah with a lot of Nigerians from back home when they spent a lot of time back in Nigeria you you see that a lot of them so uh, it makes sense in that regard actually that's really good and to on the take it back a bit now so on the, the businesses the one thing that you struggle with is funding okay that's great then the second thing was the marketing of the business you got your business and actually getting the word out there is a big issue for a lot of businesses as well with Uh, your business with the restaurant would you say social media has been the most effective marketing method and if it has or it has it or if it has then how what was the strategy around or if it hasn't what other methods have been quite good for you and your business
0: so good question um so particularly and i suspect in all other businesses as well uh social media is very important but i find that in food particularly when you're doing Find that and if you want to get everywhere where you're just, you know, uh, it, it's it, uh, people in the know, pretty much everyone knows about our cocoa. It's pretty much it's a mixture. And most importantly, really, is you're having, you must identify an exceptional um, hospitality PR. So, uh, 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 Crab, uh, Dominic, who you've been contacting, you've been speaking to, to get this uh, for us to get, be connected. Uh, they are amazing, exceptional. And so they, you know, all the restaurants do very well. PR, 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 public relations. And what they do is they help the restaurants get everywhere. So, um, GQ magazines, Vogue magazines, uh, uh, Esquire, you know, name the beautiful magazines that the kind of clientele you want will get you in there. You know, magazines on train and first class and all of that, I bring bloggers that have thousands and thousands of followers to come enjoy your food, take pictures and all of that. And with that, PR pretty much, and also social media. So we work with a uh, Food Story Media, who's got thousands and thousands of followers. It's just food photographic, comes take beautiful pictures and then do. So it, it, it's in, I'll say a PR, and that would we'll take you because the, you know, the lots of other people, while social media is taking over, um, uh, there are some corners that PR we go, there's still those beautiful lists, uh, magazines, influential people that they'll be able to get to, to get the word around. And then next is that social media. And, you know, I remember, you know, also becoming friends with uh, the, the Italian, successful Italian restaurant, that I was retiring, and just said, Actually, I'll tell you one thing, one, for a restaurant to survive, you need a, beautiful, a good location, which you now have. Secondly, you need good PR. And he introduced me to that PR. Thirdly, third, is your food has to be very good. Your food can be amazing if you don't have a good location, if you don't have good PR start social media it may be tricky
1: yeah 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 that's that's very right and in your journey as an entrepreneur what would you say is been the biggest lesson that you've learned so far and how has that impacted the way you run your business
0: i think being an entrepreneur is actually you know uh, courageous and bit fearless and then have an idea and do everything to just uh, achieve you know you know uh, from you know the mindset really it, it you know it's, it's just continue to work on that mindset you may not have the necessary uh, uh, requirement i money uh, people uh, connections and all of that but believing in yourself believing in your idea uh, somehow you know being confident will you know everything miraculously so we just fall in line um, it's
1: just coming to have that faith. Great. That's great. All right. So recently I read this article. I've even closed it now, but I read an article about the top 10 countries of the best food in the world. I don't know if you've ever seen, I don't know if you saw it. it Tell came out, me. Tell oh, me. I forgot what was number. I remember. What, what countries are there? I remember Turkish was number 10. Mm. I think the Italian was second. Um, Korean was number one. I think it was actually korean was number one there was filipino mexican yeah i can't remember what else but there was no african country in the top 10 no. at all but in the, so that's the article top 10 no african country but then i read also within that same article I was reading that on according to google trends searches for west african cuisine has been trending up in the past year or so and it's, it's very new this the article only came out a couple of weeks ago so that today is up to date so people have been searching Um, it hasn't broken into top 10 lists yet, but people are searching. How do you, have you, how do you see this sort of the West African cuisine in space evolving and growing in the future? And what role do you you want your business to play within that?
0: It's a growing trend and I'm very, very happy. And that's because of the success of Coco, not only at Coco and a number of others that are doing wonderfully well. And you know, people now. pretty the game is about people, is is about Africans themselves. Or you know, um, uh, you know, now sort of you know, um, you know, falling in love with that culture, with their cuisines, and they want to take it to the next level. And, and I think a lot of people now really thinking more about you know, just want to do something African and then you know, put it out there. So it's growing, and I really hope, and I think. Um, it's a lot easier now to get into that space really so i just hope that you know creatives and food uh, exceptional talents then come into the space and continue to showcase so it shouldn't just be uh uh, uh, uh it, it, sh- it should be long lasting it shouldn't just be uh in in, in for a while and then it disappears it, it's it's real cuisine that, that we're talking about it's 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 you know for people's culture and I think we we should just need to push it uh, forward. So it's growing. So I think it's 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 getting there. It's getting better. Um, hopefully, easier to then find the funding. You know, easier a lot that I think I know about now that landlords are now willing to take that risk and then just you know. Um,
1: yeah, it's like opening the door for other people. Yeah, like, way out there. People are aware of the concept now. It, it should but, be easier for a lot yeah, of people true. to yeah. get press or to get this or to get that because the concept has been tried and tested now. And what's people's experience like, especially non-African people that are coming and trying some of these foods for the first time, what are their reactions, experiences like when they come to the restaurant?
0: I don't see if they've, they've loved it. I think again, we, you know, it's so funny that, you know, even though about 90% of our clientele are non-Africans. And so the reaction has been, you know, has been sort of odd, you know, that they've not experienced this before and they've loved it. Uh, you know, it's different, you know. People like something that's, you know, it's it's different from what they've experienced everywhere else. And I think, you know, um, so they love the the uniqueness of the cuisine. Uh, the love the, the 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 different flavors that they've not necessarily, you know, experienced before. So yeah, we we keep serving, you know, every time. And then we have, you know, like I said, you know, ninety percent of our clientele are non-Africans, and they've loved it. So we're happy about that.
1: That's great. And how do you balance between trying to innovate and come up with new dishes, new ingredients, new things, and concepts and ideas, but at the same time trying to stay authentic to the West African roots of the restaurant?
0: And I think that's that's what I'm still. Uh, I, I I'm just the for instance, I like I said, I'm um I'm, I'm part of the development team, and I work with exceptional chefs. Within you know what they then create the menu and i'm the one staying there that we you know so how do you balance which is you know how do you balance authenticity and creativity we have some classic dishes in west Africa. there's nothing wrong with them don't change them i'm happy for you to serve them you know lot smaller in beautiful bowls and i think that's my concept when, when working with chefs it's like you know, there are some classic dishes, not, you know, so, the so, the Western cuisine is not just one. You know, within Nigeria, I hope we have more time. You have more than five cuisines, like the Yoruba cuisine. Uh, there is the uh, uh, Hausa cuisine. My favorite cuisine within uh, Nigeria is the uh, is, is, is pretty much the, the, the cuisines from Delta area. So lots of cuisines, and so what we do is actually choose um, classics dishes from everywhere, from Nigeria, uh, particularly Ghana, beautiful cuisines in, in Senegal and Gambia. Uh, and then, you know, we work on those. So we, we you know, and then there's so much, you know, uh, 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 you know cuisines that are just so, sort of similar. So we take the unique ones and we just want to sort of preserve them that way. And then creativity is now based on, you know, we use a spice where, you know, for instance, African cuisine were not known for uh, desserts. You know, you know what you know what I mean. So therefore, that's where we then get our creativity cap on, it is such that let's use a beautiful spice like a uh, 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 grains of saline, grains of uh, of paradise, and then let's add it to say uh, an ice cream, a goat ice, a goat milk ice cream. And get creative in that sense but you have you know what what flavor do i want to take i just want to take an ingredient from you know non uh, to be in west Coast, or a technique and then mix it all together to create something new so it's just always should i i encourage just always come back to the core um so i don't see any reason for instance i i love traditional Nigerian jollof rice don't Add anything to it. Just use the, the ingredients like that, that's there, you know. And then how do you you cook it well? You cook your mom's recipes well, and then you know your mom probably wasn't making cakes, ice creams, and all of those kinds of things. And then go get creative when it comes to the uh, uh to the petit the, the desserts, uh, the pre-desserts, and maybe some snacks, and then leave as the main, you know, which we call the main you want it to be as classical as it can be. Does that make sense?
1: it, it makes sense. It's, a, a yeah, take, taking bits from all over a different place, getting creative, but maintaining that, those those classic dishes, maintaining their, their authenticity and not changing them around too much. It, it makes perfect sense.
0: What I would prefer if I always have my way, uh, you know, is it, that uh, in, in the kitchen, is that we? it's showcasing um, West African ingredients, the West kind of flavors and techniques. Um, and I think that's really important. And I think I stay in the restaurant to, 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 to pretty much educate about the techniques, the flavors, uh, the ingredients that not a lot of people know about because, you know, um, um, and then let them know about it. And then how then do we create something with this?
1: So when you say the techniques, are you referring to things like I don't know, like using like a pestle and water to grind things? Or
0: oh yeah, we use that. We use the Ghanaian Sanka to grind stuff. And then you have the uh, baking technique uh, in Africa, uh, the frying technique. How do you fry? uh You know, so there are a couple of uh, West African techniques that people don't really have not quite, you know, uh, written about and say, Hey, is wonderful. And like I say to 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 chefs and, you know, when we do our uh, development together, you know, um, the the dish is where you can find the, the most techniques actually, you know, there's a technique to cooking rice, just plain rice, not alone various techniques to cook jollof rice. You want it to have, you know, you want it to be grainy. You want it to, 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 to have that deep red color. You don't want it to mush together. You don't want to un- undercook the rice. You don't want to overcook the rice. There's techniques around that. And another dish that is quite difficult to, 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 to cook is moi, moi. You're pretty much baking as a semi sort of cake or fry akara. So there's a lot of that. So let's use various techniques and do it properly. Uh, and not, you know, I, I am not a huge fan of adding, you know, too much from elsewhere. I just, you know, it should still be within, you know, West Africa.
1: That's great. And I read online that you most of the ingredients you use are sourced. I think ninety percent come from the UK, and then I think ten percent are from overseas. Right? Was the what was the the thinking behind that? No,
0: yeah, because you know you, you want to be local at the same time. It's 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 a West African restaurant in London, and and do would you I wouldn't want to buy meat uh, from a uh, chicken you know raw chicken from Africa you know so what we do then we then work with amazing uh, farmers and suppliers when it comes to the uh, vegetables uh, when it comes to the uh, protein uh, uh, they're quite seasonal. And what makes African you know, cuisine unique, again, is the techniques, uh, the flavors, and how do you get the flavors? It's now in the dry ingredients that can travel. Hence the spices, uh, some of the beans, uh, the, the technique of fermenting seeds to create umami. And then where, as so I wouldn't want to buy something already fermented or half fermented, I'll then you know, use that technique to then ferment look as beans like it's dry, They because they can come here and then so your say your your beef uh, english wagyu if you like you know your your octopus uh, lobster uh, a beautiful fish and, 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 uh, lamb would then be for or would look for the best farmer the best um, um produce uh, uh, suppliers in the uk and then we so so i th- i think that's you know a, goat, you know, we eat goat in Africa, there's goat in the UK. Uh there is uh, chicken in Africa, there's chicken there's Guinea. So get the ones you can get from here.
1: Alright, it makes perfect it makes perfect sense. There's certain things you don't need to ship it over. Um it, it, won't, it won't be as fresh. And also it helps to reduce your helps to reduce your carbon footprint as well even. Uh, how how do you see a cocoa continuing to evolve in the future?
0: And I think that's part of you know we we and I think with businesses nowadays that you know if you look at it there's so many restaurants in London alone there are way too many restaurants and you know, the competition is real it's it's really really hard and I've been lying by said it's easy it's not that easy but I mean just that you know passion you had in the beginning continue to have the same passion and also how then you know we then I don't work with the team because it's not you know it's a team of well over twenty people really. Uh, to them, how do we reinvent ourselves? Therefore, uh, our Instagram game has to be top notch. We have not we are really okay. We need to grow more. Uh, 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 we need to change our menu uh, quite regularly, uh, seasonally. Uh, we need to showcase, you know, something new. Uh, it's just you know really thinking of how do we get better and better and better how we satisfy our customers wanting to come back how do we take feedback and fix things it's just you know i think with business you just need to keep yourself out there uh, reinvent yourself and, and and be what you say that you are and and, and, and trying to be the best to be the best to be the best really
1: that's great and as we prepare to wrap up what advice would you give to anybody that's looking to actively drive change, make a difference in their life, in the in the world, or whatever, and just trying to drive change and do some good
0: work? What advice would you give someone like that? Just be very hungry. Well, you, know, uh, you know, be very you know, but you, know, you know, do everything to 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 bring about that change. That you know, don't get tired. Uh, don't, uh, don't lose passion. Don't lose faith you know of course that those periods I mean, oh why did i start this that period but pick yourself back up very quickly um it's just never give up you know it's just you know and i think you know you know i, I you know um i like some quotes yeah i've forgotten this i've said this badly that you know there's a people that were going to fight a war somewhere and because they were so determined that it's either the win or die so the vehicles and the means to get there they burnt everything knowing that this we're just gonna take over so we won't have to need to run back you know we're not running back we're either going to die there or we're taking over and we're staying there and it's just that sort of mentality that you know what i just got to do everything to uh to, to sort of make it and that way you then begin to find ways uh, take a time also to learn, to, to look at strategies, to, to find out like, those connections, to really read about, to learn about, to see how you want to to, to to go about it, that path really. So it's not a quick, sometimes not a quick journey, it can, it can be two years, it can be three, it can be four, it can be five, you know, sometimes people don't like, you know, the length, you know, and then, you know, the passion fizzles out, no, it, it takes time. it takes time.
1: Sometimes. hey that's it that's it a wrap. thank you thank you so much for coming onto the podcast i really really appreciated it and uh, you know a lot of these questions because i gave i sent over some questions and i've gone a bit off script especially towards the start and uh-huh. you know, because because i'm just like a lot of it i'm asking questions and going off and thinking about stuff i can apply with my within my own 1000 voices in my own life and things like that and it's been so so good i think even though you're talking from a perspective as a restaurateur like the there's yes. so many takeaways and parallels that you can take away and then apply in whatever you field you find yourself in. So thank you. And I really, really appreciate everything that you've come and shared with us today. It's very, very
0: much appreciated. Uh, thank you very much, Kevin. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. I really enjoyed
1: it. Uh, thank you. Thank yeah. you for coming on. Uh, before we wrap up, if anybody wants to keep up to date with Okoko and um, things in that space, how can they best do so? And Instagram. Also, Instagram. no (laughs) no no, it's okay i was just gonna say if you've got any final words as well please feel free to share those as well
0: uh final word i think that's because i heard something actually before i came on uh you know uh you know dream big you know if your dream scares you it's okay you know dream so big that's that's i'm I'm still dreaming you know yeah so that's that's the final that's the last thing i heard you know, one of the quotes from a motivational speaker that I
1: listened to before this month. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Once again, if you're listening and you haven't subscribed, please do subscribe. It really helps us in amplifying the voices of these amazing people who get on the podcast. So please do subscribe, like, and share this as far and wide as you can. But that's that for now. Thank you for tuning in. This is 1000 Voices. We had Aji Okokomi from Okoko Restaurant. And for now, people, we're
0: out.